Greetings, greetings and salutations, everyone. Again, once again, this is the Sideline Junkies, Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. Of course, I am the Nubian Sumo, James, alongside my pareja, my parejo, my partner, the driver of the mothership, and a good God damn handsome man, the big guy, KG. What's up, Thank you. Nothing much, man. Long week, you know. You wait all week for Saturday night, so. Yeah, it looks like we're missing somebody tonight. Uh, what you think is well, going yeah. on? Uh, well, apparently he's on special assignment, so him being on special assignment, I guess that, that just means he out today. Yeah, that just means he got the bubble guts, that's all. <laughs> Too much vitamin D for the boy. Tis true. I'm not I'm 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 not even gonna say anything. Tis true. Uh but one thing he did do before he went on special assignment was he dropped us off a I guess the rules and regulations of said show tonight. So we got the form the format so we can go ahead and we can rock this thing. Yeah, he had to put in his sense, even though he ain't even here. <laughs> Bastard. It's all right. It's okay. But before we get started, of course, the Nubian Sumo is powered by the Punch Kung Pao, which is the newest edition of the Chinese line of cigars that Punch is putting out coming after the egg roll and the um, chop suey, which I have on deck here if we get past this one in the show. And I'm also digging out the McKenna 10-year, which was the most popular and voted best bourbon of 2019. I still got a little bit left of that, so we're going to work on that tonight. I think you muted there, brother, because I can't hear you. <laughs> wow. It does. It never fails. Always defeated by the mute button at least once a show. But uh, <laughs> I'm sponsored by Deer Park Water tonight, and... uh the shirt of the evening is that right there from 1993. My Chicago Bulls third straight championship. MJ sitting on the locker room floor before taking his 18-month hiatus. Well, I had to go dig in the crates myself. Just a little something slight tonight. Oh, that you call that slight? Just a little something slight. You call that slight? That's epic. That's not slight. That's epic. Well, 
let's get into this show tonight. Now, first up on the docket, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez asked, let me let me get this right. Let me get this right. Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Kenny versus Mox. Exploding match. What's that, what's that saying about the direction of AEW? I'll let you take over this one first. Well, first of all, I got to give props to the ladies because they did what Mox and, and Omega tried to do. I mean, they did the damn thing. Uh, I don't uh, now. They're gonna have a hard folks gonna have a hard time topping that match. I mean, that match is being talked about today by everybody in the wrestling business. So I mean, for that match to go off like it did, I mean, for it to be a lights out match and not unsanctioned and everything, I mean, it did. They did exactly what they needed to do with that match, and I'm very happy that they got that going, and uh, they did. They pulled that off like they did. Now, the direction that AEW is going to go from here, I think they're trying to make themselves different. I mean, they're trying to, they're trying to go not necessarily to an extreme way of thinking, but just trying to make it separate themselves from the norm. And nobody else is really doing matches like this, really. So, um, they're kind of trying to separate themselves from the herd a little bit. So, like I said, it's going to be it's going to be hard trying to top that match or get a match better than that. So, we'll see what happens. So, let me ask you this before I, I respond. Uh, you think that's match of the year already? I mean, even though we're only three and a not even a full three months in, with two months and uh. 20 days in. So you think that's match of the year already? It's up there. It's hard. To, it's going to be hard to top. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't foresee anything or any matchup that would top that right now. So good luck trying to beat that one for match of the year. Agreed. Uh, now looking at this, the simple fact that AEW goes crimson, I absolutely love it because I miss first blood match. And I'm not sure, you. maybe you can let me know this. Does WWE own the rights to quote-unquote first blood matches or is that just a wrestling thing, period? They probably have the trademark on that particular name. But I'm sure, I mean... I'm sure that somebody will be able to do that match and call it something else or f- figure out some kind of creative way to name that match. But they probably got the name. They got probably got the uh, trademark on that name, on that particular name. Okay. Now, that's where I see AEW going. I see AEW, you know, of course, nobody's doing those matches. WWE has gone PG, so you don't see – First Blood matches. We don't see Inferno matches. We don't see uh, Texas Strap matches. We don't see any of these specialty matches that are pretty much a staple of wrestling. I see AEW bringing all of that back. I don't see them going, like you said, too extreme. I don't see them being ECW. I don't see them being uh, hell. I don't really see them being WWE in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. I don't see it being that hardcore. But it's going to be a brand of wrestling 
that us fans are longing for because we haven't had that brand in a long time. Right. So, and uh, just came through that uh, number 13, Ohio, has beaten Virginia. Damn it. <laughs> My bracket shot all the hell. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I like to see that. See that? I got the brackets up. I got my brackets and everything up, but my brackets are shot to hell. So yeah, I, I gave up after my Tar Heel screwed the pooch last night. That's what I've been hearing all day, and then Georgetown got the doors blown off earlier. So I, yeah. I've been moping all day long. So ah, it's cool. It's all right. It's all right. Um, last time I checked, Merlin was up. So I, I'll look in on that in a minute, but. Uh, I don't see AEW going, you know, total ECW, but I see they're gonna they're gonna skirt the line that they can on network TV. Now if they come out with an app and you can see shows on the app, they're gonna go full ECW, full attitude era. I'm talking Brian Panty matches, all of that, just to have everybody interested. And their ratings gonna do this. Just go straight up. Oh well, I mean, you you got uh, aren't they on fight? Aren't they on Fight Network or Fight TV? I think that's only for pay per views, ain't it? Uh, but if they do decide to do something special, like you're talking about, it will most likely be on Fight TV. And if they really wanted to uh, fuck with people, they just put it on YouTube. It's not well, like they. I mean, you you don't. I mean, you want to make money off of stuff and something like that. But I mean, if they really, like I said, if they really wanted to mess with people, they really wanted to mess with the wrestling industry. They could uh, they could have like one special match, like a, like uh, like they did, like they used to do with um, like they used to do with the Super Bowl. They used to they used to have that that empty arena match during the Super mm-hmm. Bowl or whatever. They could have one special match where it's like, you know, we don't even want to put this on a pay-per-view. We're going to make this unsanctioned. We're going to make this uh, lights out, uh, everything, the whole sh- the whole spiel, and we're going to put it on YouTube and mm-hmm. and and just and just draw people there, draw people to YouTube. Because, I mean, they got, what, two shows on YouTube now? Yeah, so, it would work. It yeah. would work. Yeah, why not? You know, why wouldn't they? I mean, they do. They they trying to they trying to work their way outside the box anyway. So why not do something crazy like that? Hell, Clash of the Champions back in NWA days used to be free all the time. That is true. So you heard that here first. Saturday Night WrestleManiacs, the Nubian Sumo James, the Big Guy KG. Uh, so once it happens, that's another check we can claim. So. If we actually could add these checks up, we'd probably be pretty daggone rich. But oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But hey, it's okay. It's, it's all right. right. Uh, next up on the list is I got to take a picture here so I can stop flipping back and forth. Eric Bischoff to the Hall of Fame. Uh. Is the WWE willing to forgive or look the other way to those that guest spot on AEW? Once again, I'll let you have that one first. This was kind of a surprise to me. 
and not necessarily because he was on he's been doing guest spots on AEW, but the just the fact that he was 83 weeks of hell for them all that time. He did, I mean, yeah, he was he wound up getting hired and he was general manager and he was all this and that in WWE. <clears throat> it was just a little bit of a shock to me that they did that. But I mean there's a lot of things in professional wrestling right now that would not have happened or wouldn't have been how what we what we're seeing today if it wasn't for Eric Bischoff. So uh yeah, he's much he's very much deserving. He's very much deserving. I give I give him that much. Uh <clears throat> I'm interested in who's gonna induct him. Mm. Now that's a good question there. That's a real good question. Uh right now to me it's down to two people. Who that? Hulk Hogan or Diamond Dallas Page. I thought him and Hogan didn't get along. Well, I I hadn't heard anything about that. I mean, they were buddy buddy at one time. So I mean, but I know him and Diamond Dallas Page were a real tight. So Yeah. You know what? He, what he's done in the business alone, and this just in Maryland beats uh, Connecticut, so that's one that I did win because I picked the lowest seed Maryland Terps. Um, One thing I can say about Eric Bischoff is he's been in wrestling since 1989. He started at AWA. Um, He's got his stripes. And everywhere he's went, they've been successful. Now, the thing is, the only reason why WCW failed after those 83 weeks, because WWE, well, WWF slash E decided to get a little bit more controversial and their product on TV was a little bit better. Writing was a little bit better. And then the writing in WCW went down. Uh, I think Vince Russo left WWE slash F to go to WCW to poison WCW to, to take them down. I think that's what that was. That was a calculated move. I think he was paid to be an inside man and destroy that company because finger poker doom. And I always say that was the turning point right there for for WCW to collapse was the finger poker doom. Oh, but, Goldberg! Goldberg's first loss. Yeah. That and did, the way that, the the way that they did it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, between those two, yeah, no doubt. And then all the uh, infighting between all the, uh, between um, Russo and, and um, Jeff Jarrett, and then all the uh, stuff that went on between Kevin Sullivan and, and Chris Benoit, you know, mm-hmm. being part of the booking team at that time. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it was a whole bunch of infighting going on in there. And plus, you know, you get a lot of wrestlers who wrestle for WCW who say, we never knew who to report to. You know, you had 10, 15 different people and none of them knew what was going on. So you had, we had, they had nobody to report to. So, I mean, it was a lot of confusion. And, and not only that, you had those contracts that um, Hogan, Nash, Scott Hall had, you know, I make, I'm always talking about my contract with y'all and making the joke about uh, 
Favor Nations. That's where I got there from. The Favor Nations Club. If I could ever find, sign a significant contract for anything, I'm going to try to get a Favor Nations clause put in that motherfucker. Because <laughs> that is... <laughs> okay, so for those that don't know or who haven't been paying me any attention when I say this, a favorite nation's clause in a contract means, let's say, let's say me and KG are making $100,000 a year, okay? Let's say uh, Podbean puts us on a contract for $100,000 a year, and they come to KG and they say, hey, KG, I mean... You the guy running the running the show. I mean, you the face of the show. I mean, why don't we give you an extra fifty thousand dollars? Because we feel like you do a lot for the show, and we just want to make sure that you will you compensated properly. If I got a favor nations clause in my contract, not only can I will I automatically meet that one fifty. But if I got an extra clause and it says that I have to make more money than him by a certain percentage, I get that too. So wow. that's why you saw a lot of wrestlers who came in after Hall and Nash that were friends of theirs, like, like Scott Steiner coming back or, or somebody that they really they were really tight with. And it was like, look. When you sign your when you feel, uh, when you go for your contract, make sure you ask for this amount of money. That amount of money would have been more than they were making at that time, which shoots them up because the contract guarantees that you are, if not the high the highest paid, you are with the highest paid person in the company. Favoritism at its best. Hey, it's all business. Uh, yeah, it's never personal, always business. And but and Bischoff, Bischoff let it happen. He yeah. let it happen. He was the one who signed these contracts. So I mean, so whenever whenever you hear Scott Hall or Kevin Nash in an interview and they're talking about I'm the ones, I'm the one who got you the money that you're making now, he's exactly right. He's not lying. But then also, you also got to think about, you know, how how gangster, and I really do mean gangster, I mean mafia gangster, is it to send a FedEx letter to somebody and fire them through the mail? That's some gangster shit. No, that's actually life-saving. Could you imagine sitting in front of Stone Cold Steve Austin and telling him that he's fired and trying to come up with a reason why? A, a, a reason why that he would agree with? Wait, are we in... Is the the headquarters of the, build, of, of the business located in Maryland? Because if it's located in Maryland, I don't have to give you a reason why you're fired. It's an at-will state. I can fire you just because I feel like it. No, this will... Same thing with same thing in Atlanta. Atlanta is a right to right to work state as well. But you're gonna have to you're gonna have regardless of the law, you're gonna have to come up with a damn good reason for pre for pre Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was a who 
he was out of control. I was in Atlanta in them days. He was out of control. You, you, you heard, you, you would hear things or see him out. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah, that was life-saving. I'll give you that. <laughs> I will give you that. That was life-saving. If I think I'm, if I got to fire somebody or tell them or tell them something uh, that's going to affect their money, and I know they can kick my ass and will snap <laughs> in a minute, in a, in a in a millisecond, yeah, you're getting that FedEx from me too. I, I, okay, I, I look, I, I no problem. I, I, I get that, but it's still gangster. But I get it. Um, but on the good side. This is the man that came up with the NWO. No. No? He did not come up with the NWO. The NWO was actually done first in New Japan, and he took the concept. The original NWO, the, the original NWO was led by Masahiro Chono. You remember Chono, right? Uh-huh. He actually made some appearances in the United States with the NWO, Japanese uh-huh. guy. He was the original leader of the NWO. They were like 10, 15 deep in New Japan. As a matter of fact, Muda was an original, was a member of the NWO at once, at one time. So when he he saw that concept and how it was going over in New Japan, and then he took it, tweaked it a little bit, and brought it to the United States. So yeah, he didn't come up with it. He didn't come up with it. He's he pretty much stole it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I stand corrected, but uh, uh, well, he he stole the NWO, and I I really honestly believe it's a lot of things that he did in WCW that engineered things in WWE. Because if it wasn't no NWO, there wouldn't be a Degeneration X. True. Uh. You got to look at it. Uh, WCW bigged up their luchador slash lightweight wrestlers. WWE was always about the strong man. It's all about always about the big man. Then they started looking at the slimmer, more athletic wrestlers. Then you have uh, S.A. Rios, uh, Christian, Edge. You know, you got guys like that that wouldn't normally get a push becoming fan favorites and Hall of Famers. Well, not S.A. Rios, but he was still good at what he does. Because you didn't see that in WWF. You saw that in WWE later on, but that was because of what WCW was doing and kicking their ass in 83 weeks in a row. Um, Then also, Bischoff comes over to WWE. Uh, One of the greatest entrances with the unback, I swear... That has got to be the most asshole-ish entrance theme ever, and I love it. WWE, the music, volume five, you don't have it, go get it on Spotify. Put that on repeat because it, it is absolutely amazing. Um, he, he becomes general manager, and things seem to take off with him behind the helm. When he leaves... He came back, what was that, last year they brought him back. They, they had him on Raw and Heyman on SmackDown. And they could have ran with that. You could have defeated AEW if you would have let him do his job. But what was it, a month 
and he you fired him. I didn't like that. And then a week later, he's on AEW, and now AEW is kicking your ass in the, in the ratings again. So he's been from AEW to WCW. I'm sorry, AEW, WCW, WWE, uh, WCW, TNA. He's been all around the board. This is deserving as hell. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that they decided to put him in this year. But I, I'll take it. I mean, maybe this is a way to smooth things over and bridge the gap and say, hey, you know, we would like you to come back. Or him going to AEW might be a Vince Russo move, where it's you know, poison the company from the inside, and then come on home. Well, I don't know if they're gonna let. I don't know if AEW is gonna let Bischoff get that deep into it to be able to do that. I mean, he may he may be able to talk to a couple of wrestlers and talk them into going over to WWE, but I don't know if they'll let him in the inner workings of what's going on. It could happen. Now to go back to what you were saying about the cruiserweights. Now, uh, Jim Cornette is famous for saying. When you steal from one, it's plagiarism. When you steal from many, it's research. So you were talking about how WWE had the cruiserweights and all this and that, and they got them from WCW, you know, saw, saw what they were doing and brought them, brought them over. Bischoff originally saw the cruiserweights in ECW and saw what they were doing over in ECW because Heyman was like, yeah, we got all this hardcore stuff, you know, we, 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 we getting over with it, but we need something to break the monotony, something different. So that's when he brought over Psychosis and Rey Mysterio Jr. for a series of matches. And then you had Ray, uh, Eddie Guerrero, who came, who's coming from um, New Japan wrestling under a mask, and you had um, Dean Malenko, and you already had some guys that were within that were uh, like a Mikey Whitbreck or, or uh, Perry Saturn or, or, or a bunch of different guys that was in there already. And, and Bischoff saw this and was like, well, yeah, we need, we need to try to bring this in too. So what did he do? He went over and got a bunch of guys from ECW, brought them over, started his cruiserweight division you know just a um just an extension of the junior heavyweight championship in the nwa you know back in the denny brown days denny brown was my favorite junior heavyweight back in the day back in those days but um then all of a sudden what you got come what you got coming in in the wwf all of a sudden you got these four guys that look kind of familiar Call themselves the radicals. Mm-hmm. And it's the same four that kind of started, helped start the cruiserweight thing in WCW, and same four that were doing so much in ECW. I mean, just like they say about AEW and Tony Khan, you know, he doesn't come up with anything original, right? Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying about it. I mean, but who does? That's true. I mean, there's, so, there's so many, 
There's so there's so much out there that has already been done. All you can do is try to recreate it in some kind of way and kind of tweak it some kind of way to make it different. So I give kudos to Bischoff for that, you know, because he turned he turned something that was already established into something new, just like he did with the NWO. I mean, no, unless you watch Japanese wrestling, you never knew about the original NWO, or unless you ran past it on YouTube or read about it somewhere. But why not take advantage of people's ignorance? That's you know? true. So, yeah. So instead of calling uh, Bischoff a, a, a master creator, we got to call him a, a, a master tweaker. Because <laughs> he, he tweaked a lot of gimmicks and it worked. Master manipulator. <laughs> and you said you said something about Dean Malenko. And the first thing that thought about that I, that crossed my mind with Dean Malenko is when he came to WWE. You know, he became uh the light heavyweight champion, which you know, built did they discontinue. Um Christian was a light heavyweight champion for a minute. Uh Gilbert, and that's another thing. Without Goldberg, I would never know Gilbert, and I love Gilbert from Maryland. Um, but he was the light heavyweight champion for a long time until Dean Malenko put him in the Texas Cloverleaf and took it from him. But I always wish that Dean Malenko got more of the spotlight. You know, I wish, I wish Perry Saturn got more of the spotlight, just like uh, Benoit and Eddie Guerrero did, where they got their championship runs. I wish Malenko and, and Saturn would have had at least intercontinental runs or tag team champion run something. But remember, you're in the era where big man was king. Yeah. So that's why they gave them the cruise. That's why they gave them the cruiserweight belt. So they could have that spotlight somewhat, you know, because they weren't gonna give them they weren't gonna give those give them those heavyweight titles. You know, they were they weren't ready for that yet. So they, they weren't in that Vince wasn't in that mindset. So that's why you know he give 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 them their own belt. You know, give them the cruiserweight belt. We're not going to bring back the light heavyweight belt, but give them, give them, give them, give them a cruiserweight belt. Cruiserweight sounds better. Mm-hmm. That's what's in. What's that's what's in right now. Now, plus a light heavyweight. Light heavyweight would have been a heavier weight, right? Light heavyweight would have been like two twenty. Yeah. Where the cruiserweight belt is two hundred five, so it lets them fluctuate a little bit, you know. Now they still got the uh the two oh five live championship and all that because I that that does that even come on anymore? They changed they took the um WWE cruiserweight championship and made it the NXT cruiserweight championship now. And it, and it's on NXT and it's on NXT. And right now you've got Jordan Devlin who won the belt before the pandemic started and they never stripped him of it, but they had a tournament for a new champion who is um, right now Carlos Escobar. And now they're putting them two together, and they're supposed to be in a match during that uh, Stand and Deliver pay-per-view to find out who's the true Cruiserweight champion. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, all in all, Eric Bischoff deserves this Hall of Fame trip. 
but not just WWE. I think Eric Bischoff needs to be in uh, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Uh, I think he's a part of Cauliflower Alley. He is. Uh, but he needs to be in every Hall of Fame there is because he his fingerprint or some some sort of fingerprint is on wrestling, even as we see it today. And every absolute positive entity of wrestling is there. So, uh, no doubt about that. Even, and he's even got a a, a WCW Hardcore Championship ring under his belt. So he got yep. a little gold. Got a little gold. Uh, and let's not forget, we always talk about mic skills. On the mic, absolutely, positively one of the best. I'll say top 10 on the mic. I'm not going to say top five, not going to say top three. I'm going to say top 10 on the mic. Because if we're going to go top three, it's got to be Ric Flair, Dusty, and The Rock. Those are my three. And, and that's in no particular order for me. Right. Now, since we're talking about Mike Skills and Eric Bischoff, we might as well go ahead and, and shout out his 83 Weeks podcast. You know, <laughs> go ahead and throw him a bone there. You know, if any of y'all listen to it, uh, I believe he has Conrad Thompson that's helping him run it. So uh, if you ever on YouTube or or whatever podcast outlet that they that you're on, just look up 83 weeks and kind of give him a listen. Yeah, because Conrad Thompson, I like that dude. I first heard him on uh Grilling with JR. Well yeah, Dang. he's done he's done about two or three flair podcasts. He does Jim Ross podcast. Um he's on um He's got the Arn Anderson podcast. Uh, he, awesome. he yeah, he he covers the whole he covers the whole week with somebody. I Damn, think he just, I, I, I think he I I want to say he started up Goldberg's podcast recently. So yeah, wow. he's all he's he's all over. The, he got he got started with Ric Flair on his first one and he caught the bug and people were just all about him and uh, and his uh the questions that he asks and uh, the way he talks back to the rest, to the um, to the hosts and whatnot, you know, especially um, what's the other, Bruce Pritchard is his main one. You know, him and Bruce Pritchard go back and forth on um, something to rest on something to wrestle podcast. So yeah, yeah, it's um, he's he's good. Now, the only thing I wish is Chris Jericho were released the early episodes of his podcast, because I got to go find, and you got to Google it, and then you got to download some sort of media. But his the early episodes of uh, Chris Jericho's podcast, uh, Talk is Jericho, man, every episode, it's like, it, it, it doesn't sound like the Chris Jericho you see on TV. It just sounds like Chris Irvine's talking. <laughs> but it's right. absolutely... It's so informative. It's so good just to get that peek behind. Ah, oh, man, I like. I think I, I would. I wouldn't mind sitting in a room and just listening to Chris Jericho just talk because his storytelling, him, Stone Cold, and the Undertaker. 
and I, I'll put Ric Flair in it because Ric Flair's stories be off the chain and you know they're true. But they those are some great storytellers. When oh, they yeah. get to talking and they talk about stuff, that's some great storytellers. Which is why I like listening to those types of podcasts because, I mean, you get, especially Jim Cornette, because not only is he opinionated and don't care who who has what to say to him about whatever he's saying, but he's just funny as hell. And he's got stories going back to like the sixties in wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I mean, he, for every wrestler that he knows, he's got at least two stories. So, I mean, this is, he's something else to listen to. And I just, I just be giggling at his, at his ass, especially now with him, uh, with this thing going on between him and Rusev. Yeah. Oh my God. This shit is hilarious. Oh my God. To listen to, to listen to him talk about Rusev and um anybody in AEW. I mean, he was so high. He was so high on MJF, especially when he was on um, MLW. And he was like, this is the best heel in wrestling in decades. You know, he was just touting. Uh um, but then he did that. He did that uh, musical thing with Jericho, and he cut him loose. <laughs> he was like, every time I give kudos to somebody, they find a way to mess it up. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not giving kudos to anybody else ever again in wrestling. <laughs> Man. So, yeah, that guy is, this guy is off the chain. He, he makes Twitter interesting sometimes. I, I will say that. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, next up on the docket. WWE is launched on the Peacock this week. WWE Network subscribers will have to sign up for Peacock. Their accounts will not transfer. The WWE Network sunsets on 4-4-21. Um, I'm pissed off about this. I don't know how you feel, but I'm pissed off. I, I am utterly unequivocally uh, I'm trying to use some more Eugene words here but I am pissed because I, I like my WWE as my WWE network where I don't you know I can hook my phone to the TV or I can hook the laptop to the TV and watch what I want to watch but now you're making it a part of the Peacock app now I got Peacock I'm not mad about that but the Peacock app if you have Xfinity you know what I'm talking about. You say Peacock, it might load 75% of the time. The other 25%, you know, you can go make a whole entire seven-course meal and come back and the damn thing still ain't loaded yet. People love these apps. Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, uh, Netflix, Hulu, um, a, uh, WWE Network. They love these things because you can cut the cord. All you need is internet service to watch what you want to watch. And all you need is internet service. That's it. Now you're forcing people to go and subscribe to an app that is on Xfinity. That is with the cable company. So if you have Verizon, I don't. you still got to subscribe to this app. You got to pay more. I think that because they didn't raise the price, they didn't start taxing me. WWE Network is ten sixty nine now. My WWE Network used to be nine ninety nine. Now it's ten sixty nine. I'm not well, complaining believe, about it. I believe they have it. I believe. I believe they got it. 
They got it like that if you don't want commercials. If you don't mind commercials, I think it's like $4.99 or something like that. But wow. I have I have Verizon, but I have a smart TV. So my smart TV actually gives me the option to get the app on the t- through the television itself and not through my cable. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've got that's how I've got the Peacock Network. And I got the free Peacock Network now. So I can go to Peacock and I can watch whatever shows are on there now. But once WWE comes on, I think that's they're going to be charging for a lot of the content they have on the Peacock Network. Cash grab. Yeah, of course. I mean, the whole think about the long the, think about how long they've been talking about getting rid of or selling WWE Network anyway. But why? Because they built it up. They built it up to where it's something that people want. And then they say, okay, well, now that we've got it to where we want it and people are clamoring for it, let's give it to somebody else and make money off of it. Because you talk about all the money that they so-called lost with all the firings that they did last year. They've lost all these millions of dollars. People, uh, the bands are selling off their stock to make money or whatever. You know, uh, they they doing this to try to get some of that money back. Or try to make try to make make money again. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. But I mean, hey, like you said, it's a cash grab. You know, more along the lines of, and I, I said this to, as a matter of fact, I said it to my mother this week. I said it to my wife. When you rich, you gotta act like you poor. You gotta act like you just flat broke all the time. That's how you stay rich. And that's what they do. That's that's how they become what they become, is because they always cry broke. WWE cries broke and they operate in a black 12 months out of a year. Like your stock, I remember when WWE stock was when they first became publicly traded. This is mm, when did I look this up? I think this is about. 2001 this is before they got uh wcw when they were publicly traded they were the stock was worth 14 dollars a share something like that and they were up it was up 32 percent of the time and then they acquired wcw and all of a sudden the stock rose up and it's like 28 dollars a share then it's 32 dollars a share then it was 63 dollars a share one time then when the stock market crashed, yeah, they took a, a huge hit, but they didn't take that big of a hit. They weren't down that much. They were still operating in the black. But you got to cry broke to make money. And, and if you can sell it off the Universal, I mean, you're selling everything else off the Universal. They the Universal got you by the Kanishkis, and they they tell you what to do with Raw. Raw is your, your one show. You should be able to get away from with everything because it's cable. But Universal tells you what to do. You got SmackDown. SmackDown's on network TV, so you can only do so much. But they do more on SmackDown than they do on Daggone Raw. So you know, I think this is all about Universal, keeping them happy. Well, Fox wants them to do more, try to get their get their ratings up. Not and that they need the help, but still. That's the Fox thing. That's the Fox thing. Fox is always talking about pushing the envelope. But I, I don't like it. 
I, I don't like it because I like having my separate app where I can do what I want. And the Peacock app is not it's got a lot of stuff on it. You got long you got twenty-two seasons of Law and Order on there. You got all the seasons of Psych, which is all I really watch is Law and Order and Psych. Um I think they got Royal Pains. You know, everything that came on USA or NBC, you got. Now you're adding all of the catalog of WWE to that. That app is going to be slow. Give it, I give it a week after they do the switch over. That app's going to crash. They're not prepared. It's going to crash. Well, they've had all this time to prepare, so they had they got no excuse. None whatsoever. It's going to crash. Um, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I I can't stand it. God, I can't stand it. Well, what can I do? I mean, I don't run anything. Right. Now, I know it's not on the rundown, the programming list, or whatever. Fuck you, Don. We're not exposed to. We're not exposed to. But. I think I need to get a I need to get a uh that's so newbie in here because uh there's some stuff that's going on that needs to be brought to light. So um if you okay. don't mind well, her, let, let, let's do it right then. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, sit back, relax, screw your wig on tight, light you up a cigar and get you something nice to drink, because that's so newbie. See. That's why I keep you around. See, that that other motherfucker be done said some old dumb shit and, and besmirks <laughs> my name and whatnot, you know, trying to be funny. But then you come you come with the respect that I deserve. And I said it, and yeah, I said it like I said it. Respect. <laughs> so to start off, we're gonna um go into MLW. Who's getting ready to have their never never say never pay-per-view on the 31st? Uh, we've got some matches added. I told you last week that uh, Jacob Fatu will be defending his title against Calvin Tagman. Uh, we've also got Myron Reed going up against Davari from um from Alcantara. And also Jordan Oliver, who is his tag team partner in uh, in, in the group Injustice. Uh, going up against uh, Simon Gotch from Contra. So this is just a continuation of their feud going on between Injustice and Contra, especially now that Calvin Tankman has joined their rankings. So um, this is good. you're going to see this ongoing until at least one of those guys gets the uh, world title or um, at least puts up a decent showing to where uh, they'll go on to a bigger and better things, um, like the, getting the Cruiserweight title back or getting a tag team title shot uh, or, or title run, I should say. And then on the last fusion, you had uh, Leo Rush who defended his middleweight championship against Brian Pillman Jr. And you had uh, the Los Parks who um, defeated who defeated Injustice. The two guys I just got through talking about and Simon Gotch and Davari to def- to do um, to retain their tag team championships. Now, uh, the next show that they're going to have, they're going to have an interesting match going back to what we were saying at the beginning of the show 
where the Von Eric brothers and ACH will be going up against Team Filthy in a chained rope match, which means that they're going to remove the ring, the ring ropes and replace them with, chain, with, with thick chain link. So we'll see how that goes on that match. I haven't seen a match in particularly like that one. I mean, we've had the barbed wire matches and uh, and whatnot, but we I've never seen an actual chained rope match before. So this is something interesting that's going to be happening. So you can check them out on Fight TV, on the Fight TV app on um, Wednesdays, or you can wait and watch it for free on uh, BN Sports at nine o'clock on Saturdays, which is it's about to come on here a little bit. If uh, you want to watch uh, this week's match with Leo Rush and um, the Parks retaining their titles. Now for Impact, uh, we're, everything's working toward the uh, Rebellion pay-per-view on April the 24th, uh, where you have uh, two matches now. Uh, Rich Swan will be defending, well, well, Rich Swan will be wrestling Kenny Omega in a title versus title match, winner take all. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. And then Finn Juice, who, is, who are the newly minted Impact Tag Team Champions, will be defending their titles in a rematch against the Good Brothers. Now, there is going to be a pay-per-view, Hardcore Justice, on the 10th of April, which is usually their version of maybe Extreme Rules or just their, just a bunch of um, uh, stipulation matches, you know, Hardcore which usually culminates in like a monster's ball or a, um, a monster's ball match or some type of cage match where you got one or many in the match that's going to be uh, using all kinds of weapons and whatnot. Those are usually pretty good pay-per-views, so we'll see how that goes with that. Um, also, you have, from the sacrifice, I know I went through the card, the card with you last week, but to um, when I was missing some matches because we were doing the show. So to give a recap on that, you had Decay who defeated Reno Scum, uh, Tennille Dashwood and her um, and her photographer Caleb with a K defeated Havoc and Nevaeh. You had uh, Joe Doring and Diener from Violent by Design who beat James Storm and Chris Saban. And Eddie Edwards, who defeated Brian Myers. Uh, you had Fire and Flavor, um, the, tag, the, the Knockouts Tag Team Champions, who defeated uh, Jordan Grace and Jazz. You had Ace Austin, who beat TJP, who's who, who, uh, to be the new NA X Division Champion. You had uh, Deanna Perrazzo retained her title against ODB. As I said earlier, Finn Juice defeated the Good Brothers to win the tag team champions and Rich Swan won the became the unified heavyweight world heavyweight champion against Moose. Now also you got New Japan. I've been telling you about the New Japan Cup that's been going on. Uh they've gotten to the finals now where Will Ospreay will be wrestling Shingo Takagi on tomorrow night. Or well it'll be this morning for us, but it'll be tomorrow night for them. So they'll be wrestling. They'll have a card if you uh, can find a way to get to it. Uh, start about three, four o'clock in the morning, uh, Eastern time. So um, they'll be having the finals of the New Japan Cup during that. 
Uh, they haven't put out the rest of the card yet, which they all so they do this on occasion where they keep cards a secret until the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the show. So this is one of those things. And um, you're also going to have you also have uh, the New Japan Cup United States uh, tournament that's going to start here soon, where they've already uh, got four people in the um, tournament, being Leo Rush. Um, Tom Lawler from MLW, Fred Rosser, and Hikaleo. They've all, they've as of as of yesterday they added Ren Narita, who is uh, one of the young lions in New Japan, and Brody King, who is the mainstay in um, Ring of Honor. So um, they got two more spots to fill, which uh, which uh, they should be doing on Friday, and uh, on this coming Friday, I should say. And uh, that will lead up to the Sakura Genesis uh, pay-per-view, which they'll start their road to Sakura Genesis uh, after tomorrow night, uh, after tonight's or this morning's uh, viewing. So um, we'll see what happens and what card they'll put on for that uh, show. Now, last but not least, uh, the NWA will be having their first pay-per-view in a while since the pandemic. Uh, the uh, battle for the attack, which will be going on tomorrow night, uh, it'll be on the Fight Network uh, app application if you want to get it for $19.99. Um, they are going to have uh, a few matches on there. Uh, for, uh, the uh, main event being uh, Nick Aldis versus Aaron Stevens, one half of the World Tag Team Championships in a world title. Uh, in a world title match. Uh, they're putting this match together in memory of um, Josephus, who was, as I said last week, is a pill was a pillar of the NWA before they got bought out by um, uh, Billy Corrigan, who was pretty much keeping that as a, as a heel was keeping that uh, organization alive and going. Uh, so uh, rest in peace to him. And I hope that match goes well for them. Uh, you'll also have Elijah Burke, the Pope, um, D'Angelo De Niro, however you want to call him. He's going by Elijah Burke now, who will be defending the NWA World Television Championship against Tom Latimer, who is a member of uh, 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 Nick Aldis's faction. Trevor Murdoch, who is a national heavyweight champion, will be going up against Chris Adonis. And for those who don't know who Chris Adonis is, he is the former Chris Masters of WWE, of the master lock. So he's been wrestling the independence under the name Chris Adonis. So for those who are looking for him or wondering where he is, he'll be on television tomorrow night. Thunder Rosa will be in a match against Camille, who is part of the uh, Nick Aldis faction as well, for the number one contendership for the NWA Women's Championship. As I said uh, last week, Serena Deeb is hurt with a knee injury. So, um, she will be so whoever wins this match will be her first um match back then you have um a four-way match with um some people you may know and some people you may not know it's going to be um jordan clearwater who is the new indie darling right now who uh in um in, in, in on the independent scene going up against a guy by the name of slice boogie not too familiar with him he's a newer face I have to do some research on him. Uh, Jax Dane, who was a former 
uh, NWA World and Tag Team Champion within the NWA, and his former tag team partner and former championship uh, partner, Crimson. Now, you may remember Crimson from TNA, tall, tall guy, red hair. Um, he's the brother of um, Amazing Red. So um, and he's a very good wrestler. Uh, I, I, he's been he's been growing and maturing over the years and he's been looking very good. Um, he was looking very good pre pandemic. So we'll see. It'll be good to see him back in action and see um, where he goes from here. And also J.R. Kratos, who is the current NWA World Tag Team Champion with uh, Aaron Stevens, will be going up against the returning Tyrus. Funk is about to be on a roll again, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, this is the former, um, what was his name in WWE? Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay, yes. The former Brodus Clay from CNBC is getting back into the ring uh, to, be on, to be on this pay-per-view. He goes by the name Tyrus. That's the name he was going, he was wrestling under for um, TNA. So um, he's back now, and I don't know how long he's going to be back for, but and I'm thinking that this might be the first time he's back in the ring since he got out of wrestling. So um, we'll see how he looks and see what's going on with him. If, if I'm able to get a hold of this pay-per-view or get the time to watch it, uh, I'll, make, I'll definitely make sure I give you a review of it and on, on, the next, on my next That's So Nubian. And, um, you got anything for me, K? Got anything for me, KG? You just made my night. I mean, I, I was a big Brodus Clay fan, and he was. It was a what? What did WWE say that it was going? I think this is when the stock market crashed the last time. That's why he got fired and a whole bunch of other people. Um, but I always thought he was going to come back, but he never came back. And I was like, he's the one. He's got the crowd right here in the palm of his hand because he was over. I just knew he was gonna get a run, but it just it, it didn't work that way. You just made my night that he coming back to the ring, so I'm I'm good with that. I'm I'm good with that. I am good with that. Ah, makes me feel good. Makes me feel good. So uh, now, folks, uh, we are going to come toward the end of the show but before we do we have to do some work here cuz uh somebody has to defend their title and yeah that would be you that would be me yes and we got fast lane coming up on tomorrow night so uh you got the rundown sir yes sir i have it pulled up uh, I'm glad you did. That's just newbie, and thank you for that because it gave me an opportunity to make sure I had everything because I was looking at fast lane from last year. So I got it right though. Okay, I was, yeah, that's that's the reason I did that. I did, I did. Everything has a purpose, sir. Yes, sir. Everything has it a purpose. Uh, first and foremost, the United States Championship: Matt Riddle versus Mustafa Ali. Matt Riddle is the champion. Uh. I'll let you pick first on this one. I see no good reason for Mustafa Ali to have the United States Championship. 
And because of that, I'm a picking. Mm. You already know I'm going Mustafa Ali uh, or Ali, whatever they want to call him. But I, I've been saying for the longest that he needs to be a champion because it, this stable retribution, I really don't like it. Because I always said him, Alistair Black, Apollo Crews, Ricochet. That's my stable right there. That's my stable. Nobody could do it like they did. But eh, we'll take it. Uh, next this up, will a, this will be a way to make this. Him having that title will give them a way to make retribution relevant. Yeah, and and with the with them talking like they about to split up and everything like this, you know, this will be a reason for them to stay together to protect that title for Ali. So yeah, yeah he he gonna be kind of sort of their messiah. That's all. Just the uh, the Monday Night Messiah on a larger scale. That's all. <laughs> um, next up, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I think I'm gonna go with Shinsuke on this one. You know, uh, a loss for Seth Rollins wouldn't hurt him and his storyline. Um, you know, it just it just it's just gonna build up to him and Cesaro at some point, probably at WrestleMania. So, you know, give him a loss now and, you know, let him get it back at some point to get him to Cesaro. Yeah, I'm going with Shinsuke. I'm going to take Seth Rollins because the man's coming back. Birth the first child. Uh, you got to give it to him. So, and he got he to gotta build himself back up to get himself back. Get it back on top of the mountain where he belongs. So, I'm going to take Seth Rollins in this one. Uh, next match. That's not a match. I'm, I'm, my bad. I'm watching Dario. It's ten ten at night, and he's deciding to open the front door. Like, dog, what are you doing? <laughs> We're not even gonna talk about packages being delivered around here. Um, uh, the match is <laughs> that's supposed to be a match. <laughs> let, let, let me let me let me just say this. My frustration. I ordered some car parts, and I ordered a set, and then I ordered a part by itself. I ordered these parts on last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday, which was the eleventh of March. I got the set in two different days. I got one on Friday, one on Sunday. Don't know why they split the set up. I'm still waiting on the third part. And I've been waiting since March 11th. I had to go to the store and actually pay more for the part that I needed than I wanted to pay. So, yeah, when it comes to getting packages delivered, I don't know what FedEx is doing, but uh, you got some explaining to do. <sighs> and for those of you who've been, who've been watching the show and don't know why that's funny, or those of you who... Um, have never watched the show and this is your first time watching, you need to go back to some of our earlier shows to find out why that's funny. <laughs> I'm not gonna give it away. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you do I'm do this is your homework for tonight, boys and girls. Mm -hmm. And we will be grading this. 
Um, the next up is the match is not really a match. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. You think it's going to be a finish? Let's not even pick a winner. Finish or no finish? I say no finish. It can't be I a agree. finish. Even I though, agree. even though it is interesting because Randy Orton is not shy about giving RKO's to women. <laughs> As Nia Jax. So, uh, oh no, it's about six others that's called it to call that heat too. But, uh, but uh, I'm still say no finish, and this will be the appearance of the fiend. Agreed. With less than a month in, he's got to come back sometime. So why not during the pay per view? True. Uh, next up, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Uh. I'm going to say Shane O'Mac. What you say? I say Braun. I say Braun because I think they're going to do it again during WrestleMania. This is where that match should be. Right. They're going to do this again during WrestleMania, and I say give it to Braun now so Shane has ammunition to actually really get into him over the court between now and that match. So I'd say Braun. Speaking of WrestleMania, what do you think about Hogan hosting WrestleMania once again? Hogan and Titus O'Neil. I find that an interesting combination, actually. And uh, but uh, mm. who else? Who? What is she gonna do with him? I mean, he's only in. He's only in there for uh to put butts in seats. So I mean. Mm. You know, I'm I'm gonna tell you something the boss BJ said to me. This is maybe a maybe about a year or two ago. I think it was about no, it was two years ago because that was the last time Hogan hosted. Two years ago, and he turned. I, you know, we were watching it. He was home. I was home, and he hit me with a text. He said, "Why is Hogan out there? I'm getting sick and tired of seeing him trot it out every day on pay per view. Like, dog, go enjoy retirement." I agree. Sometimes, granted. WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all. It's the grandest spectacle. I get that. But I don't need to have Hogan every year. And Hogan, Hogan, well, Hogan headlined the first four WrestleManias, if I'm not mistaken. Was the first four? The first four? Was it how many how many WrestleMania? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he headlined the yeah, he headlined the first four. Yeah. But now you gotta remember, Hogan's going into the Hall of Fame. Again, with the NWO. That's true. That is, that, that they, is true. They got inducted last year and they never had the ceremony. So right. he's gonna be part of the, he's gonna be part of the Hall of Fame this year. That's true. So, right. So he's going to be there anyway. All right. All right. Granted. Okay. All right. Uh, Intercontinental Championship, Big E versus Apollo Crews. This is a tough one. This is a tough one because I can see it going either way, really. But I'm going to say Big E because they're going to do it again at WrestleMania. And Apollo will get it at WrestleMania. Mm, I think it's too soon to take the the belt off of Big E, 
because uh, I think Big E's going to be your champion, your intercontinental champion until he gets a title shot. And then, you know, he'll drop the belt once he wins the whichever title he chooses. But uh, I was going to You looking at him being double champ? Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you got to vacate the, the intercontinental, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's Biggie. It's long overdue for Biggie to be a world champion. It's long overdue, so it it has to happen. Uh, this year seems like a good time. So, yeah. Uh, women's tag team title championship: Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh. I'm gonna say Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair because I I think if uh Bianca Belair needs some gold around her waist just to start, just to start. Well, I'll go I'll go ahead and agree with you because that belt is only gonna kind of build up the animosity between the two of them that's already started. Plus, they've already they're already looking at. They're already setting it up for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler to split up. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I agree with you. Because, uh, honestly, this is the way I see it. You got uh, Tamina and Natty together. You got Shayna Baszler and Nia together. Somehow, someway, those two teams are going to cross paths. Tamina's going to turn on, on, on Natty. Nia's going to turn on Shayna. The Samoan Slaughterhouse will be back again. Mark my mm, word. I don't know. I think I think I think Natty and Tamina are going to stick around f- together for a while. I see I see Nia and Shayna breaking up this pay per view, and then they going their separate ways and going after um, singles belts. That's gonna be brutal. Okay, I, I'm gonna look out for that. They may um, even they may they may even have them going up against each other for a minute. It's the only way it can be right. Only way it can be right. Uh, next up, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. No holds barred. I don't see Drew. I don't see Drew losing before WrestleMania, and. There's no way, there's no reason for him to drop a match against Sheamus just to have that keep just to have that to keep going. So uh yeah, I'm going with Drew. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I'm gonna add one caveat. This will be match of the night. Hmm. I don't know. I think Big E and Apollo might be match of the night. Hmm. Let's see, Biggie and okay, let's put a star by that. All right. Last but not least, the Universal Championship: Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, right now, Roman Reigns is white hot. You know, I, when he was the the face, and they tried to push him. Oh, I hate Roman Reigns. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Now he, he you know, he berates the fans. They love him to death. So, uh, who are you taking? I'm taking Roman Reigns 
with it with inadvertent interference from Edge to build up Edge and Daniel Bryan at some point. Mm. And I'll also say Big Gold will return after this pay-per-view. I like that even more. He's going to switch the belts out and he's going to have Big Gold going into WrestleMania. Okay. I'm I'm going with uh, Roman Reigns. I don't see Daniel Bryan beating Roman Reigns. I see it being a, a good match, but I ain't got it going past 15 minutes. I got Drew McIntyre and uh, Sheamus going close to 30, but I ain't got this title match going past 15 minutes. Well, it's not you that know. Daniel Bryan can't beat him. I mean, they, it's going to come to the point where you're going to think Daniel Bryan's going to beat him. But like I said... Something's gonna happen with Edge. Something's gonna Edge is gonna get involved. It may it's gonna be inadvertent. It's gonna be uh, oops, my bad type thing. But yeah, I see I see Daniel Bryan putting in some work in this match, getting to the point where he's about to win and Edge being involved. I can agree with that. Shoot, we only got. We only got two that we didn't pick together. We got uh the Seth and and, and Nakamura and the Shane and Braun. Everything else we we picked together. Uh, you want to do a tiebreaker? Yeah, let's do it. Well, we already got one tiebreaker with Match of the Night. Right. That's true. Well, well, I guess Match of the Night. Well, mm. unless you want to come up with another, you got a better one. Oh, I always got a better one. Don don't let me do tiebreakers. See, this is what happens when he's out. The people choice don't let me do tiebreakers. Because whenever it's a tiebreaker, I win. Fuck Don. <laughs> this is our show. This is our picks. If he wanted to make Let's, picks, he could have made them. Damn straight. And that's one thing he didn't come through with was picks. Um, let me see. 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 Let me. Cause he always say when I when I come up with uh with um a tiebreaker, it never has anything to do with wrestling. I said I know that's the point. It never has anything to do with wrestling. I want it that way. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see who won. Whoa, Oregon and VCU got canceled. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it was a I think it was a positive COVID test. Uh, let me see who's moving on. Who plays tomorrow? Uh, damn it! Of course. Mm, well, tomorrow. folks, while he's while he's looking that up, I'll go ahead and say that. You can find the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs on all podcast outlets, including Podbean, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can just look up Sideline Junkies and look up all the uh, outlets that we are on and just look for Saturday Night Mail's WrestleManiacs and you'll find us on that. Uh, we're actually... Got something cooking here too right now. So uh we might have another one in the works that we might be reporting on here soon. So be on the lookout for that as well. 
Yes, indeed. All right, I'm going to make it easy on you. I, now, it ain't too many close games tomorrow. So let's go with the three to six, the three and six matchup in the NCAA tournament second round, men's side. Arkansas versus Texas Tech tomorrow at 610. What are the rankings? Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas is three, Texas Tech is six. Now, you know, I'm not really versed in basketball. So, look, you we on the same level. I know it's a, it's, a, it's a 50 50, it's a toss up, 50 50. I know, I know. So, uh, let's see, uh, Arkansas and Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, since this is a wrestling podcast, I'll go with the one that may have the most wrestlers come from that state, and I'll go with Texas Tech. All right, I'll take Arkansas, Texas Tech. I, I hate it's Arkansas a lot of, too. It's a lot of low seeds winning right now, so you know I, I, I'll go with the, I'll go, I, I'll go with the trend. Yeah, that is true. And you talk about not being well versed in college basketball. Look, I, I do local. I'm I, anything local that's on the Eastern Seaboard from North Carolina, no, from South Carolina up to New Jersey. Those are teams I'm pulling for. And out west, the West Virginia. If anything past West Virginia, I ain't I ain't watched it because it ain't in my periphery. So hey, look, I'm I I'm I'm a I'm a true North Carolinian and I'd say it like I say like you like we say it in North Carolina. I root for the Tar Heels and anybody playing Duke. <laughs> so I know you was happy that Duke didn't even make the dance, huh? Oh, I was ecstatic. <laughs> All of my all of my Duke friends, all my Duke fan friends was like, all right, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing just because y'all got one week extra weekend. Don't say don't we talking that stuff. I'm like, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I, I pulled up the NIT tournament. And I was like, maybe Duke got invited to the NIT. Not at all. I was like, wow. I don't think I remember that ever happening in my lifetime, but hey. First time for everything. Right. So that is our show for tonight. Uh, in the absence of the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, I think we still did a great show. Um, we really came oh, in under time. The better, the best shows that we've had ever have been without Don Rodriguez. So, I mean, let's put it out there. He is the weakest link. Well, he's going to come back next week and tap his contract, and we're going to be in the office again. Negotiations. So That's all right. If you give him more money, you know know what's happening. Nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. All I can do is sit here and just say, you know what? All right, I just got to show up every week. I got to be able to get a contract like that, but hey, I'm I'm more along the lines of uh Conrad Thompson. I show up on every show. <laughs> right. You are the Conrad Thompson of the <laughs> sideline junkies. Indeed. You name a show, I'm on it. We do special assignments, I'm on it. I'm there. Special shows, I'm there. I'm right there. I'm somewhere in the mix. That's what I like to be. So uh thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, uh if you're not and you're listening to this on Whatever you stream your podcast on, uh, go over to YouTube, follow us, Sideline Junkies. You know the logo. 
Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, like, comment, Facebook. subscribe, all that good stuff. All that. And then don't forget, because once you subscribe to the Facebook page, we'll send you an invite to the group. And, you know, we got NFL free agency on and popping. Uh, we got wrestling. We got the NCAA tournament. We still got NBA going. We got everything going. So we're going to be talking about it all. And then we got to talk about them caps still surging. So a lot to go with. Um, be on the lookout, not only for this show, but tomorrow evening, uh, be on the lookout for the, the link to the pod being live. Uh, we will be talking a little bit of everything. I, I really want to get the boss BJ on and talk about Sean Watson and these nine women that have come forward with these sexual assault allegations. Uh, yeah, my Panthers was looking at trying to pick him up too. I don't know if we still are, but mm, we'll see. Now the NFL has gotten involved and they're doing an investigation. So it, it, it's one of those things. Um, but it'll all come out in the wash. Everything that's done in the dark will come to the light. So until next week, that's the Nubian Sumo. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Konnichiwa, bitches. Diversify your bonds. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's the return of the man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to ever be sour. Dante and the push. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Uh, Delonte representing the sideline junkies. And uh, first and foremost, I'd like to say, well, happy new year, but uh, it's the first push of 2021. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everybody's staying safe. The whole nine yards. So um, I'm just going to get right into it. Uh, wrestling has been interesting thus far this year. Um, you have the emergence of Bianca Belair. That's something that I kind of called last year um, before we went on a nice little three-month hiatus. Um, as well as carrying Cross, uh, he's set to fight Finn Balor in a couple weeks for the NXT Championship. I expect carrying uh, Cross to win, um, but in the event he do lose, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets called up to the main roster. Um, I believe Karrion Cross. he's someone, he's definitely above the level of NXT. It's like um, you got the star player from Varsity, um, you know, in a league with, like, all JV people. That's how I look at Karrion Cross. Like, you know, it's just a matter of time. And I think he's going to be just as dominant when he makes it to the main roster, roster because um, I could see them probably pegging him to be uh, the next – Brock Lesnar, in a sense, in a sense, not totally, but in a sense. Um, but tonight, we're, uh, I'm gonna spend, you know, just a little bit on uh, <laughs> a wrestler who who made some unexpected moves. Um, you know, d- despite some of the talented wrestlers who you don't even see on TV anymore, like Aleister Black and Andrade. Um, it's this one wrestler, um, he made quite a transition. And um, I'm talking about 
the record machine himself, Otis. Um, so, you know, he went from being loved, you know, beloved, what have you, uh, money in a bank winner, all that, to losing money in the bank thanks to his old partner's interference in that match. And, you know, now they linked him up with Chad Gable, and he's a heel. Um, the, the thing about his heel run is I think he was so loved as a face, it's kind of hard to take him serious as a heel. Uh, you know, he is, of course he got rid of the whole, oh, yeah, baby, oh, yeah. You know, and he has, like, this mean, you know, mug on his face, but... It's hard to take him serious as a hill. I'm not sure how everyone else feel, but I just, you know, like Otis, you know, like as, as like this monstrous hill. Like I, I can't see. I, this is, this is probably a transitional phase that he's going through. Um, I hope they look, you know, or, or, or like how they're doing Brock, you know, uh, Braun Strowman. Excuse me. Um, you know, he was. I don't know if he's a tweener, hill face. What's going on? I guess. His view, he's the face, and they're making Shane McMahon to be the monster hill. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll touch on that next week. Uh, we'll touch on that next week, so I'm going to stop there. But back to Otis, um, I don't, I can't take him serious as a hill. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's probably due to, like, shortage of, like, tag teams on a SmackDown roster. So they made him and Gable a hill team. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, somewhere shortly after Mania, he starts to transition back to being a face. Uh, you know, I think that's what's best for business. I think that's what's best for Otis' career because Otis the Hill, that's not cutting it. That's more laughable than uh, uh, Doink the Clown or, or, you know, what have you. Um, so we shall see. This is uh, Delonte representing the sideline junkies. I like to give a big, big shout out to the brothers for holding it down over the past several months. Um, the Don, KG, and the newbie and Sumo. Uh, everybody, everybody, stay safe. Peace.